peace of our Lord be with you. Every year on the second Sunday in Eastertide, the lectionary gives to the church throughout the world the same gospel lesson. The one we read a moment ago from John chapter 20. And every year, when we get to that part where it says that the disciples were hiding behind locked doors for fear of the Jews, I find myself wanting to stand up and say, but the disciples were Jews. And not only that, but the risen Lord who was about to slip into their tightly locked room was also himself a Jew. So when the writer of the Gospel of John said that the disciples were hiding behind locked doors for fear of the Jews, what the writer of the Gospel of John meant was that the disciples were afraid of a specific group of Jewish religious leaders who were so threatened by Jesus that they, along with the Roman authorities, had helped arrange for his arrest, trial, and crucifixion. All of which the original readers of John's Gospel, that community of faith in Ephesus in 95 or 96 AD, all of that, that community of faith for whom John wrote his Gospel, would have understood. But because many of John's later interpreters did not go to the trouble to take the time to make that distinction in a careful and thoughtful way, across the centuries, some have at times used John's words to stir up hatred toward Jews. When a more intentional effort at careful speech on the part of the writer of the Gospel of John and on the part of his subsequent interpreters might have saved a lot of people a lot of pain, all of which is an example of why word care matters. Less than careful speech has consequences, which is why thoughtful, mindful, specific, careful speech is worth whatever time, thought, prayer, and work it requires. In fact, while I cannot speak for you, I am so absolutely certain of the importance of word care as a spiritual discipline that here lately, almost every time I receive communion, 
I find myself thinking at some point in the process, now that this bread has come into my mouth, what words can I allow to come from my mouth? Sad to report, it isn't magic, but I have found that small practice somewhat helpful in my own daily battle for a life of spirit-filled word care. You may want to try it yourself. The next time you receive communion, ask yourself as you chew the crumb and sip the cup, What kind of speech can rightly come from a mouth into which the body and blood of Jesus have so frequently and recently gone? Amen. Here at Northminster, everyone who is gathered in the room is welcome at the table. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Thanks be to God for the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Thanks be to God for the table of communion.